Hello there, welcome to the Oxford podcast and today we've got two students joining us, Dawn, a PPE student from Pembroke and Gareth, a PPE student from Harris Manchester and we're talking about student life. Gareth, if I can start with you, um, we've had some students who've been writing in to us asking about uh, what actually happens if you're a student here at Oxford. They, they know what it's like to be a sixth former um, but I think they're having trouble making that jump mentally to what it's going to be like to be a student uh, at university. Could you just talk to me a little bit about a fairly typical day um, during the academic term for you? So typical days, you will you will have lectures um, depending on the subject. They may be every day, they may be a couple of days a week, maybe one a day or three a day. It depends. Usually find the scheduled um, for my subject always experience. But, you know the first one at 10 up till about 2 unless there's seminars in the evening so you would find that if you are an early bird and get up and do a couple of hours work and then go to lectures you may have two or three hours of lectures and then that's the, unless you have a tutorial that's the only scheduled part of your day so it's really up to you to decide when to work and how much you, effort you want to put in. So would you say that being a student at Oxford requires you to be pretty well organised? Yeah, time management is one of the major aspects because you're not being mollycoddled it's basically you will see someone the week before they'll say come back next week with this essay on this topic with you'll go away armed with a reading list scour the libraries to find the books decide which books you want to use decide which angle you want to go at decide how much time you want to put in it's very much the emphasis is on on you dawn have you found i mean you're doing pp which is yeah. effectively three different subjects and <coughs> that might seem like an overwhelming workload for many people. How have you found that you've been able to manage that workload? Um, at first it's quite scary when you come and um, it's the end of Freshers Week, everyone's had their fun and they say, okay, actually you've got five assignments to hand in a week. Um, uh, and that's <laughs> like the beginning in, in Fresher. I found that quite scary at first, but actually when you get down to it and you break down the work, it gets done. And I've had a really nice life as well and a, a great social life. And the, the work tends to just get done. You just need to work out how you're best going to fit the work around the rest of the stuff you do. Um, and, and do you find that that means that you're, it's not a 9 till 5 working day you're working? No. Um, it can be for some people, and um, I admire the people who can keep themselves that structured. However, I tend to be quite sporadic in the way I'm going to do my work. Sometimes I'll stay up till 1 or 2, and that's my choice, and then I'll sleep in till later the next morning. Um, if I've been on a night out, I might write off the next half of the day, but know that I can do some in the afternoon. And um, yeah, if you're working enough hours a day, it's a reasonable amount and definitely not killing yourself, you, you will get on okay. So on a typical week, yeah. how many hours do you reckon you would normally spend engaged in some form of academic activity, whether it be lectures yeah. or tutorials or preparing? Um, I really think it differs each week, especially uh, with regards to how much reading you can put in for an essay. That's um, There's a minimum that you need to put in to write a reasonable essay, um, but you can also push that as far as you want. If you get really stuck into a topic, you really enjoy it, or you happen to have quite an easy week that week, you can... Um, end up spending 15 hours, 16 hours on one essay. Mm. Um, on other weeks, you're, you're more pressurised and you might have to do it within 10, reading and writing the essay, or, or a little bit less. Um, so it, it, it does change in that. Um, the only permanent thing is always going to be you're always going to have two tutes in PP. 
um, mm. in which two essays need to be done for that. And then there's the lectures that you should be going to as well on top of that. And there's a fair bit of flexibility, I would think, in your approach to your work, yeah. except for it all has to be done yeah. by a certain yeah. times. So are there particular points in the term, Gareth, when there's real pressure on? Yeah, I mean, there's a term that my senior tutor told me, which is fifth week blues, which is you find that once people get four weeks into term, you know, you feel like you've done so much already because, you know, two essays a week, that's eight essays already. But then you get to the fifth week and you've still got another eight essays ahead of you. And it seems like such a grind and then everything seems to build up in front of you. But actually, the hardest thing is standing, is just sitting down and doing the work piecemeal because when you look and you think, I have so much to do, you often get this attitude of, where do I start? What do I do? How do I approach this? Whereas actually, you've, just got, you've got to be disciplined in, in that way to say, right, one thing at a time and go, this essay, write this essay. And if you can get through that log jam there, then you know, that's the way to survive, is just take everything, well, you know, one, one book at a time, one essay at a time, one tutorial at a time. Mm -hmm. And the good thing regarding lectures is the, the lecture notes are so complete that if you are really, really snowed under with tutorial work, because the tutorial is the most important thing, if you do miss lectures, often you can get the materials that you have missed and, you know, just print them out mm -hmm. and, and so you don't miss out on the knowledge. You might miss out on some bits that the lecturer adds in, but there are ways to get around that if you are finding it a bit tough dealing with the tutorial system. Mm. And I'm assuming, Dawn, the tutorial was the first time you'd ever had that one-to-one -one contact in an educational environment. Um, How difficult was that to adapt to? Um, I didn't find it difficult to adapt to. I found it really exciting, actually, and um, was one of the main reasons I wanted to come to Oxford. It's one of the most valuable resources you could ever have at university. And I think it's helped my, along my education in such a unique and valuable way over the past two years. Um, as soon as you calm yourself down and you get rid of um, all the stuff you might have been scared about, oh, they're old, they're, <laughs> they're experts on the subject you're talking about. As soon as you realise they want to hear what you're saying, you can actually contribute original thoughts to your tutor and it's a two-way conversation. You start to relax and you just you appreciate how valuable the time with them is and how much you can get out of it. After working and reading for um, a tutor for a whole week, you end up having a lot of questions and a lot of stuff you want to discuss. Um, especially with my subject with PP, I just find it a really interesting and exciting time. And do you find, uh, Gareth, that the tutorials you get a lot of? scope to develop in, in a direction that you want rather than it being set patterns? Definitely. I mean, obviously, because it is one-on-one -on -one or one-on-two, different tutors have different ways of working. However, you know, you will find that you start talking about one one topic and then you start discussing, you know, build on that and you go somewhere else and then you bring it back and you go somewhere else. And how your knowledge develops, how you come out of that tutorial, you know, you might have written an essay for that tutorial, but what you've discussed is completely different, still within the topic, but you've expanded your knowledge so much, you know, and then when you go down, have a bit of downtime, think about what you just talked, you know, you actually do feel that, I mean, I say it's the greatest resource that Oxford has, you just, it just makes you feel so happy. I, I've always found coming out of a discussion with a tutor who's an expert and knows this and they actually value what you say and you value what they say, is it just a really rewarding experience. And uh, I guess moving on from the academic work, um, you obviously all always have to try and have a balance in your life, some, some sort of kind of social release. 
can you just tell me the sort of activities that you get involved in? Gareth? I often, um, I'm a very small college, um, and pool is quite a big aspect of our social life. It's the first ever sports team our college had. And so pool's a big thing. We have a free table, and that seems to be where everyone congregates. You have a few games of pool. You know, you just sit down. It's really nice to go to a, to a bar where you know everyone. Everyone's had the same sort of day in terms of working and stress. And you just get to unwind and relax. And, you know, but also, you know, sporting activity, we go, you know, go to the gym or play football, whether it's formal or informal, just go for a kickabout. Mm. And I think, you know, that's where certainly me and my, my friends get a lot of downtime is just by relaxing, playing sports, you know, just doing something completely different where you don't have to work your brain that much. Mm. Yeah. Dawn, I gather you uh, are a member of the Oxford Union. Um, have you spent, do you spend much time in the Union? Um, I've been to quite a few debates, um, just to watch. I tend not to get involved in the actual debating with the union. But other than that, I, I'm part of the, um, not the university politics, but our college politics, um, and the president of the JCR this year. And um, that's been really interesting, getting, on student, getting involved in student politics on that level. Mm. And is that quite a time-consuming activity? Yeah, extremely, but it's been worth it, and it was my choice, and it's... Um, yeah, it, it's been rewarding, yeah. And sports activities? What sort of things do you do? Um, I tended, I've, I've got involved in quite a lot of sports this year. Um, what's really nice about the college system, and you realise it once you get it, as I was quite worried, I didn't want to throw myself into any societies or clubs or sports where I'd just be drowned by absolute <laughs> experts or, or amazing athletes and stuff, and, and I'd be showing myself up. But as soon as I got to know Oxford and I knew the people on the sports teams, you realise there's scope to join on whatever level you want. On the college level, I'm definitely not the most amazing athlete in the world, but I'm competitive. Um, so um, I've done basketball this year and I rode in one of the lesser boats for summer rates and football and rugby. OK, so quite a all-rounder in um, many respects. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, you don't, uh, and stuff like that, there's not training every week, so actually the only time um, commitments you have to do is the actual matches, and if you can fit it in, like, what great fun. Mm. It's, it's just nice. And have either of you taken on new activities whilst you've, you've been here? Um, I mean, I, I started basketball. We have quite a few Americans at our college, and in the first year they set up a basketball team, and it's a... I used to play at school, but nothing like this when you've got American screaming slogans at you <laughs> to do better that you don't really understand. Um, I took up basketball. I, I got involved in college politics as well, which I'd never really done. But that's the great thing about college life is that it's such an intimate atmosphere that you sort of lose your inhibitions in, mm. in terms of taking on new things. You know, I, I ran our college bar. I work a shift on the bar every week. I ran the sports. I was president. You know, it's just it's so easy to get involved. You know, mm. that while there's no pressure... It's you just find yourself doing things and taking on new interests and it's I don't know I find it a very unparalleled atmosphere in in terms of what you can get involved with. Mm. And can I just ask? Uh, there's also obviously a kind of formal side to college life and university life. Um, you know the the formal dinners and the uh, the dressing up, if you like. Yeah. How have you found adapting to that? Um, I've ended up falling in love with the traditional <laughs> side of Oxford, to be honest. Um, had you had any experience of anything like that before you came? No, definitely not. And honestly, it's quite yeah. scary the first time you have to do it. I remember in Freshers' Week, um, it's the first time you put on your gowns and you have to go to what they call formal hall. 
um, where everyone wears suits and the girls dress up nicely, you wear your gowns and there's a load of fellows on the top table. And they'd spread the fellows among us um, for this first dinner and I got sat next to the chaplain and I remember at first just being like, oh God, don't say anything wrong, don't do any slip ups, just don't show yourself up, make sure you use the right cutlery. But actually, do you know what? It, it's just not that pretentious. It, it, looks, it looks really strange from the outside once you're on the inside. It is, it's just a unique, nice, traditional thing about Oxford where there's just normal people in those gowns. You start to realise that's normal conversation, it's normal chit chat, normal banter. It's just it, it, it's nice times. So it's just a bit like getting dressed up for a night out, just yeah. a different type of dress. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's certainly true. You know, your first formal when you go in, I I know how my first formal. You know, you put your suit on, and we all had drinks beforehand. It's like, just you know, a bit uncomfortable. You know, I'm going for a three-course dinner with free wine, and you know, I ended up sat across from this 80-year-old former, uh, is like a lord, and you know, former High Court judge, and I was exactly the same. Oh God, don't get too drunk. Don't start <laughs> saying things that are going to seem inappropriate. And actually, you, I was sat there and I thought. If I fly on the wall, if people that, you know, where I'm from could see me, you'd, you'd be like, what the hell is he doing? But actually, once you're involved in it and the people, you know, it's, it becomes part of life. It, you know, it just becomes part of the background. Mm. And I, I, I love it, you know. I mean, it's, it's not nice having to go into an exam wearing a suit and, you know, it's not the most comfortable attire. But it's part of the tradition. And once you're here and you understand it and it's not, it loses its pretense and it, you just feel a part of it. And it's not exclusive in any way. It's... It's just the way it's always been, and you know you do come to really embrace it. I find. Hmm. Well, thank you very much for uh, giving us your innermost thoughts, Dawn and Gareth. Um, for those of you who want to follow this up, then there is further information, obviously, on our website, which is www.admissions.ox.ac.uk forward slash podcasts. And I hope you'll be joining us again uh, at a later stage. If you have any questions um, that you would like me to address to future audiences, then you can email us at podoxford at admin, admin.ox.ac.uk. And we look forward to hearing from you.